Good Money is Nicholas Allen and I'll be summarizing Frankenstein. The first part started with Robert Walton exploring the North Pole and um, uh, mailing back between his family and friends. Then he finds um, Victor Frankenstein uh, going after his creation of the monster in one of the poles. Um, then it switches to um, Frank, um, Frankenstein's story where he talks about his life and how uh, he started out with the family and then he uh, is only adopted uh, what he calls it, his cousin or his um like that's sister. 30 seconds that's 30 yeah oh, so fast all right yeah. i guess it's my turn to go okay okay to okay my name is megan words um so basically um a guy named roger i'm pretty sure he uh goes on a boat away from his family to go discovering and then he runs into uh frankenstein and talks to him and his good friends with him and then um uh, moving beyond the letters um uh, he is, he moves, um, Frankenstein moves away from his family, and he makes a creation, he makes, um, a monster, and then the monster goes loose and crazy, and ends up, and then, oh, <laughs> that was so hard, oh my god, <laughs> oh, I was quiet, oh, well, okay, my thing could hear it, so who can who's going next? Yours next, and then we gotta see who did the better one. Okay. Ready? Go. Hi, memories, and in story about Frankenstein, we find out um, uh, a explorer is traveling to the Arctic in uh, in search for materials, and he eventually finds Frankenstein. Uh, he takes him aboard, and Frankenstein eventually tells him. His tale, his tale starts with uh, Frankenstein uh, talking about how he came from a wealthy family from Sweden, and he. Uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. So, whose do you think was the best? I know you couldn't really hear mine. I mean, mine was like not even. Yeah, yours might be out of the picture, Nick. Yeah, ours. We didn't really have the best summaries, but I think the way Edmar, I think the way Edmar worded his honestly was the best. So I'm voting for Edmar. Okay. Okay. I don't think I said my name in mine. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. So did Edmar win that round? Yeah. Good job, Edmar. All right, I'm stopping. I'm stopping right now. Okay, starting off. Um. The first question is Victor character development. Discuss Victor's sense of self and responsibility for his actions. Be sure to discuss from the beginning of the book until chapter 14. All right, so personally, I think his um, sense of self and responsibility isn't the greatest. I think that he definitely should have thought before he built his monster because it ended up being 
really stressful for him and he ended up gaining an illness from his stress and constant work. So I think he should have thought about, you know, his his mental illness in his like his himself. I don't know. I just feel like that wasn't very smart of him. And then I feel like he should have like took more responsibility um of his monster and like tracked where it went instead of letting it go haywire and like totally, you know, abandoning it. Do you guys agree with me? Yeah, I agree. I feel like he's yeah. very selfish, and um, he never really took responsibility for his creation. He just let it roam, and like it's like having a child, but not um, like taking care of it or teaching it the way of the world. Mm-hmm. He kind of just let his monster roam free without any rules or any restrictions that it knows of. So he kind of just did his own thing and kind of was alone and didn't have anyone to take care of him. The Are monster. You yeah, you can oh, go. You can go. No, I'm pretty much so. Oh, okay. Um, I definitely agree with both of you. I think that Victor is really prideful, and he tried to achieve the quote-unquote impossible by, like, making his monster, and he definitely did not have a sense of, like, what was going on because he was so ill and because he um, tried to do something that was, like, so wild, and he didn't take responsibility for his actions, which shows that he's kind of um what's the word like he doesn't he doesn't take responsibility for Mm -hmm. his actions or for what he created yeah i totally agree with that edmar do you have anything to add uh well yeah it's um continuing with this part of uh, victor's not being responsible um we know that yeah in the book uh he created this um his creation of the monster and uh, we can all agree that he just abandoned it, and the thing is, like, uh, it's almost like if that uh, monster was almost like his child, and he never had thought or uh, put in uh, in his mind as like, oh, I have to treat this as if it's my kind because I created this. Um, I don't know if uh, this makes sense, but because of his way of like visioning uh, or looking at the monster, how it came out to be, he just abandoned it and he didn't want it, even though uh, he was the one who created it. And she just like, uh, but even though he doesn't like it and may be uh, scared of it, he does, that doesn't uh, take away from the responsibility that he still has to take care of it that he still has to at least teach it at least some couple of things. Like... Yeah, I, mean, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I thought he was kind of... Right, yeah. you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, I totally agree with what everyone here is saying, actually. I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, like, I know he was really mad at his monster for potentially killing William. We do not know the answer to that yet. But I feel like he should you know, it was kind of his fault, like, even if the monster did kill William, you know, he was the creator of it, and I just feel like he shouldn't be mad at Frankenstein, not Frankenstein, he shouldn't be mad at the monster, he should just be really mad at himself, which he actually did end up being mad at himself, he almost killed himself, so. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, he just, he built this creature, and he was so proud and determined to be able to do this, and then 
once it all played out, he was like, oh, nope, this is a disaster. I'm just going to run away from it and abandon the fact that he actually created the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was kind of ignorant. He kind of just created the monster without any plans for the future. And, any, and he never really um, planned for the monster to be like a disgusting creature that it is. Mm-hmm. But um, he just left it. He didn't take care of it. And, yeah, it's definitely his fault, and he should have uh, taken more responsibility for his actions. Yep. One more quick... Um... I think... Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, I'm just going to make this really quick. Okay. Um, I think that character development-wise, Victor has not really progressed. He actually digressed because in the beginning he was like really responsible and extremely smart and he still is extremely smart it's just that he stopped um her his personality or character digressed because he um didn't take responsibility and in the beginning we kind of think that he'd be more responsible but in the end he's actually not yeah i think he's trying to be he's getting greedy he wants to become like a godlike figure creating life and but he's still a human he's not doesn't have the ability to make everything perfect and um just um have a set future for the um his creation yeah i totally agree he's so irresponsible for doing this um one more decision that i just wanted to bring up before we end with this question is he almost killed himself or almost committed suicide drowning himself or whatever and he decided not to because of um how his family and elizabeth would react so i think that was one of the very few good choices he made by not killing himself um for feeling so guilty you guys feel the same yeah i agree yeah that's a really hard decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to the next question. So the second question is nature's role in this section of reading. Discuss the poem and how the speaker of the poem compares and contrasts with Victor and the creature. Based on your own experience, how do you agree or disagree with the speaker? So um, in the poem, the author or the speaker um he kind of makes it sound like nature holds a lot of knowledge and things that could be learned that you can't learn from artificial um, sources of learning, such as like books and technology. And um, the way I like to think of it is the creature is more like the author or the speaker of the poem because the creature, he... Um, he is set off into nature and he has to find his own way because he had no help from Victor at all after he escaped Victor's laboratory and he had to figure out everything for himself and he had to like discover everything whereas Victor he's a scientist so he definitely relies on like technology and like science and artificial learning yeah I agree with that um I feel, yeah, in the poem it said it talked a lot about the, the power of nature, you know, how it's like a teacher it can show man um, all things and much more than science and art. This was shown a lot in the story because Victor he used uh, the technology and not nature to create the Frank, create Frank his monster, and um, his monster wasn't perfect, had many flaws. It was terrifying, and um, he just missed a lot of points. Well, he he's not nature. Nature creates uh, mankind and many other creatures. They work perfectly to create a perfect cycle and um, just a better form of life. Well, um, science created a hideous monster that um, no one seems to enjoy. 
Yeah, I um totally see what you're saying, and I just feel like it was slightly unfair, or like, I just kind of felt bad for the monster, you know, he had to find everything for himself, he had to find out how to speak, like, how to use his senses, I don't know, I just, that just seemed a little unfair, and then he was left off in the forest or nature by himself, and figure out everything with, you know, no father-like figure, like, the creator should have taught him at least something, but he unfortunately did not. But I do feel like um, many, like the like the first per, like ever living being on this earth. He cut out. Hold on. You, you cut out, Nicholas. Wait, 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 wait. Can you pause right there? Sorry, your thing cut out for like about 20 seconds. Can you please oh, yeah. restate kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I was saying um, how that's um, that's kind of unfair for um, like a few reasons. The first human probably, um, he needed to figure things out for himself. He's probably left all alone. Same with Frankenstein. So I feel like there's kind of a similarity there. But still, um, mankind and nature seem to be doing a lot better than um, his monster. The monster is living alone. Everyone's terrified of it. And um, he's just um, not exactly uh, having a good life. Yeah. I think from, like, our own experiences, I'm not sure if, like, you guys would agree. But, like, from my own, um, I definitely learned everything from, like, school. Maybe a few things I've learned out in nature. But I think there's a real big contrast between, like, learning things from, like, a book or, like, from technological devices as opposed to, like, being out in the wild with, like, nothing and just having to learn everything on your own in the nature and how to, like, adapt to the environment that you're in. So I think that I agree with the speaker that it would be really beneficial if humans could just put down your books or, like, put down your technology, set all of that aside, and just, um just submerge yourself in nature and try to understand what's going on in the world around you rather than like what's just in front of you on a book. Good yeah. way to word that. That was good. Edmar, do you have anything to add to this conversation? Yeah, uh, Paul talks about uh, uh, get out and go uh, with nature and let nature be your teacher. Like this and experience nature by yourself. I feel like there's like the only like real way to learn is to have like first-hand experience and don't like books are good they're uh yeah but they're like mostly like secondary or i mean they're kind of sometimes they're primary sources but you're learning it as a secondary source um and it it's probably better if you learn it uh within yourself because nothing's going to compare uh, to some dialogue, and, I mean, yeah, you could imagine it, but then eventually those ideas get killed, um, like, let me see, the, I, for example, if I were to describe a tree, eventually I would put it in a book, I would say it's tall, and has a bunch of, uh, green little, uh, leaves on top, but eventually that idea could be met, messed up eventually over time when it's being told over and over over again. Well, just uh, being told by uh, 
by speech, but if you were to actually like look at a tree and and probably be next to a tree, field a tree, it's probably a better for a uh, way to learn how the tree actually grows or uh, how it looks like, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, connection I will make is that the monster has uh, was abandoned in the beginning, and he had to uh, figure out all the things by himself. And the thing is, the monster did not know how to read at the beginning until later. But in the beginning, he had to rely everything on experiencing uh, by first hand, like uh, experiencing what is the difference of temperature, experiencing what is uh, the day and night, experiencing um, eventually even like the same emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Nature can't teach you everything. We've evolved a lot. Like, you can't go watch a tree and then figure out how to, like, work an iPad or something like that. There's, um, nature can teach you a lot of things, but with certain things, you also got to learn from science and a book how to um, do, like, more advanced tasks. Nature, just staying in nature will teach you more about yourself, but if you want to learn other things, like, in the real world, you also have to, um, um, like, learn or go out and study for, um, I don't know, like a test or something. But for Frankenstein, he was thinking about how to create life, and life is all about nature. So he, he should look more into nature to figure out um, how to do his certain task. Uh, Edmar and... Yeah, and... Sorry. Um, our t- we're already about at seven and a half minutes, but I was just going to say, Edmar and Nick, what you guys said like is exactly what I was thinking. Um, so good job on that. Like I totally see how the poem connects to Frankenstein and the creature. Um, and I definitely agree with how um, nature is in ways better than um, like reading online or in books, but also it is really important to write down your knowledge or record it, you know, in a book. Caitlin, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that um, from, like, the monster's um, experience, like, he did at first learn things from, like, nature, but eventually it was more beneficial to him when he learned um, from, like, watching how the DeLacy family taught Staffy. Yeah, he also learned a lot when he read those books, remember? It taught him a lot about language. So, you know, it's kind of half and half, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, um, okay. So, I think yeah, we're done. yeah, I'm going to stop this one. The third question is, how does Frankenstein respond to the knowledge that his brother is dead and it was likely the fault of the creature? How do the other members of his family respond to William's death? And how does Frankenstein explore the range of responses people have will have to death? Well, Frankenstein responds to the knowledge that his brother is dead with uh, feeling a lot of grief and pain inside that uh, that it was his fault for doing it, but instead of telling people and uh, kept it inside, making it brute and causing more pain for himself. Over time, that just grew illness and uh, just more grief and even wanted to take his own life at a certain point. Um, especially that it was his fault for killing his younger brother that really seemed to... Um, eat him eat at him and like break him down inside yeah yeah okay i i totally um agree with like what you're saying about that um and i think that mary shelley um had each person have a different reaction to death um for a specific reason like for example she made elizabeth like super sorrowful like constant crying constant like she even thought that 
she was responsible for his death for some reason. And then for Dr. Frankenstein, on the other hand, he really didn't show, like, much emotion. It was more, like, internally, like, in his brain. He just felt like, oh, God, what's happened? What did my monster do? And he was just, like, kind of quiet, but on the inside, he was, like, exploding with, like, you know, guilt, guiltness. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, well, this thing heard it, so it's okay. So, Caitlin, do you want to... I just talked about how um, Mary Shelley has each person respond differently to death. So... Okay, so I definitely agree with that. She made everyone kind of respond a little differently. Like, even though Justine um, knew that she didn't do it because she already knew that the allegations would probably make her seem most at fault she decided to just confess even though it was a false confession and I think that like everyone felt really betrayed because they trusted Justine and they just like took her in as one of their own kind of and so they feel really betrayed that she would ever do something like that to William and then um Frankenstein feels really guilty about it and really regretful that he made the creature and he started that's when he starts to become like suicidal I think Mm -hmm. and he was like really upset about what the creature did to his younger brother and he felt really regretful that he created the creature and the creature did like that action yeah totally Edmar do you um agree with what we were saying yeah um I agree, especially with how uh, Dr. Frankenstein reacted to Willem's death. Mm-hmm. It's probably like the biggest out of all of them, well, because mostly he's the main character. Yeah. But yeah, he has a very different way of reacting to Willem's death than everyone else's. Everyone else's is a, like a bit natural. Mm-hmm. Um, like with like all, Elizabeth um, crying and like totally out of it his was a little more like confusing yeah but william is i mean not william uh victor uh he's different like even beyond like normal he just Mm -hmm. like keeps quiet he know like he knows who killed his younger brother but he still keeps quiet even though he knows who did it and even like after um William's death, even though he knows who killed his little brother, mm-hmm. uh, he does not, like, do anything in revenge. Yeah, we actually don't quite, like, 100% know that um, the monster did kill William, but, you know, in this time, he was pretty sure, so I think he should have just, you know, said it more to his family and, like, not gotten Justine killed. All right, so I think... That is it for this question. How does this portion of reading develop a creature as a character? What does it suggest about it means to be a human? Um, so, I feel like uh, the creature... We, we can see the creature growing and uh, in many ways. Um, mostly in this uh, mental state and and how he understands the world. We can see uh, the creature become more human as uh, he does want to get near people, 
just like how other people uh, do, and he does want to like interact with people, but we can see that he doesn't um, he doesn't have uh, the best uh, outcome. Everyone's usually scared of him. Everyone runs away from him, or they attack him. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, everyone usually just kind of like isolates him away from uh, everybody. But we can see the monster cre- uh, growing uh, more or having more, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Gross. Uh, let's say he grows to be someone who cares for others as we can see like later on for what happens with uh, Felix and inside of the small cottage mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally agree with that I think the creature has definitely grown like a lot like in a very short amount of time too he learned how it was like a newborn baby learning how to live, but like even faster. Like he learned how to walk. He learned like how to make food. Like have a really good um like language. I don't know. It was just really impressive to me. And this suggests that like to be human, you have to like learn a lot of stuff as well. And it just shows like the thought process and like deeper connections, in my opinion. Yeah, and then, like, I believe when we start, like, hearing the creature's thoughts, I think that's around chapter 11, Mm -hmm. we kind of sympathize for the creature because in Victor's, like, story in the beginning, he makes the creature seem like a monster and someone who can't be trusted and someone who's just really dangerous. But once we start hearing the creature's story, we see that he struggled and he had to learn everything on his own and he was attacked and all that different stuff. He just wanted to like a part of a community with everyone else even though no one else would accept him so it makes us like kind of feel bad for the creature and I think that suggests that everyone creatures and humans we just want to be a part of something and like we don't want to be alone and in order to do that we have to like fit in in some type of way and if we can't fit into like society we feel like we're abandoned yeah totally go ahead i I started kind of feeling for the monster when um he started to show that he had actual emotions and kind of started to like the family that he was watching over how he would help them every single um, day with chopping wood and just watching over them instead of just being a monster and like hunting them down because the first thing that we kind of learned about the monster was that he might have killed um, um, his brother, which kind of shows like like a fear of a monster. But as we get to know more, he's kind of he just want, he was just kind of an accident and um, just wants to help that family out and just become like a human. He also wants to learn knowledge and just um, be able to be like everyone else around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of interesting because the family that he like the creature stays near he calls them his protectors when I kind of feel like he's their protector because he although at first he like kind of depended on them and stole their food he later on helped them a lot by giving them wood firewood which helped them survive better yeah, my point of view um on the monster definitely changed uh, like as I read. At first I was like, 
wow, this monster is so scary and I don't really like him. Like, I agreed with the doctor. I don't know if that was just me. But then um, once I heard his side of the story, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I actually feel so bad for him. Like, wow, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, and like, in society, like, we hear the story of Frankenstein, we think of it as, like, a monster because of, like, what we've heard since we were, like, really little, as opposed to, like, what we're reading now, we're kind of seeing that he's not really a monster, and he's more of just, like, someone who wants to be a part of something. Yeah. Okay, I think that's the end of the question and the end of the podcast, so thank you for listening. Bye.